Well, the dynamics of the 2024 Republican primary are changing rather quickly. And New Hampshire is now in focus and new polling actually has Nikki Haley tied with the failed former president, Donald Trump. Nikki Haley, of course, not under 91 felony indictments, not a civilly liable rapist and generally speaking, not someone who has debased herself yet to the level of Trump. She's debased herself. Don't don't get me wrong, but just not to the level that Trump has. And it would be logical if the Republican Party prioritized common sense, reason, dignity, respect to vote for someone other than Trump. It didn't happen in Iowa, where Donald Trump had half the vote and the rest of the Republicans divvied up the other half of the vote. But there is a new poll out of uh, New Hampshire, which shows a tie 40 to 40. It is only one poll. Let's discuss. And this is a great explanation as to why Donald Trump has seemingly been panicking over the last 48 hours about New Hampshire, lashing out at reporters, lashing out at Nikki Haley. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. What do the data say? Well, on average in New Hampshire, Trump is still leading on average in terms of polls. It's Trump 43 and Haley 31 with Ron DeSantis down to only five in New Hampshire. Now, for for DeSantis's uh, uh, perspective here, if he gets five in New Hampshire, it's probably over. And there were rumors that if he came in third in Iowa, he was going to end his campaign just barely by the skin of his teeth. Is that phrase appropriate or is that one not not OK anymore by the skin of his teeth? DeSantis coming in second place rather than third. He says he got his ticket punched out of Iowa. God, he's so uncharismatic. And now we go on to New Hampshire. But by all reasonable accounts, if these averages are the forthcoming results next week in New Hampshire, Trump 43, Haley 31, DeSantis five, he's probably done. However, it may be even worse for Trump and even better for Nikki Haley. There is a new American research group poll which has it Haley 40, Trump 40, DeSantis 4, Ramaswamy 4 and Hutchinson 1. Now, the Ramaswamy number is interesting because he has ended his campaign. And in the majority of that for some people may still vote Ramaswamy in New Hampshire, I assume he would still be on the ballot. But some of that Ramaswamy for could go to Haley or Trump, and it might end up being the difference maker. Nikki Haley could genuinely win New Hampshire. And then you have a situation where after just two primaries, Trump will have won a single one and Haley will have won a single one. And even when we look at those national numbers, Trump is still easily winning. It doesn't change the fact that if you have two primaries, a caucus and a primary, two different candidates taking each of them, it makes it a more plausible path for Nikki Haley. Now, of course, you look at the national numbers. It's Trump 62, Haley 11 and a half, DeSantis 11. So The question for Nikki Haley becomes if she can sneak out of New Hampshire with a win uh, and basically it's 50 50 in the sense that it's Iowa to Trump, New Hampshire to Haley. Will that 
encourage voters in the rest of the country to switch to her? I don't know that the answer is yes. Then we go to Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina. As of right now, she's still getting crushed in South Carolina. Trump 52, Haley 22. So here's the scenario. And of course, I believe Trump's going to be the nominee uh, unless he is removed from every ballot or not alive. I believe Trump will be the nominee. But if we want to build and bolster the most optimistic possible case for Nikki Haley, it would be she wins New Hampshire, even if only by a little. That encourages South Carolinians voters in her home state to say, hey, she's in this thing. She's won just as many of these as Trump so far, one out of the first two. She wins South Carolina. Again, the numbers in South Carolina really have to reverse. And then now all of a sudden, Nikki Haley has more wins than Trump. And maybe I don't know, something can happen. Do I believe this is a likely scenario? No. Do I think that this is a scenario I would bet on? No, I think Trump's going to be the nominee, but it's at least a question mark as to what is the path forward, because if you've only had two primaries and Nikki has won a single one, the justification for staying in for a while is there. And then all of a sudden it's Super Tuesday in March and anything can happen. Now, if there is one particular person in the world who recognizes the potential path of Nikki Haley, it's failed former President Donald Trump. He is melting down and panicking over what's happening in New Hampshire with Nikki Haley and polling. Let's discuss that next. Donald Trump knows that Nikki Haley could win in New Hampshire and that that puts him in a position that is not necessarily sailing through to the nomination. He probably still will. But if Trump wins Iowa and Nikki wins New Hampshire, it's one to one. And she can justify, hey, I've got just as many wins as Trump. Let's go in a different direction. Trump knows this and he's furious. He lashed out at a reporter from, uh, I believe, from CNN uh, who asked about this and said, listen, you filled your calendar with events in New Hampshire. Trump doing, in fact, let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, Donald Trump events. Donald Trump has let's even put this up on the screen, right? I mean, why not? Why not be thorough with the audience? I believe everybody here deserves it. Donald Trump already did an event in New Hampshire yesterday. He has one tonight in Portsmouth. Friday, he's doing a rally in Concord. Saturday, he's doing a rally in Manchester. Sunday, he's doing a rally in Rochester, New Hampshire. He's doing this because he sees the numbers. Now, when a CNN reporter asked him, are you scheduling all of these events because Nikki Haley has surged in the polls? He says she's not really surging and he attacks the reporter. But understand, the truth is Trump is absolutely panicking about New Hampshire. You've added a couple of events in New Hampshire. Is that, was that a response to Nikki Haley's rise in the polls there? Say again. You've added a couple By the way, I love when Trump doesn't hear or understand a question where he just goes, Say again. <laughs> More events in New Hampshire next week. Was that a response to Nikki Haley's rise in the polls there? Who's rise in the polls? Nikki Haley's. Uh, she hasn't risen to me. <laughs> See, this is a typical CNN question. They had it the other day where Nikki went up a little bit beyond. She, she went up too, and she was at 11, but she beat the Sanctus. I was at 69, and I went up seven, and they said, Haley surges. 
She was at 11, but she beats it. So the headline was Haley Surgeon, because that's why it's fake news, CNN. That's why nobody watches it. No, not for any reason. I just, I have time here. I like the people here. They're great people. We love you. And I, you know, we, we do want to send a signal to November. And it's really November. It's weird that Trump is saying the reason he's doing a bunch of New Hampshire events is he likes the people here because he's in Iowa when he says this. It's all very confusing. And for all of the dementia talk about Joe Biden, I don't even know that Trump in this video knows what state he's in. It's not I guess it's not real. It's weird to say Trump not knowing what state he's in isn't relevant to this discussion. Somehow it's not. It's about Trump's concerns about New Hampshire. And they are significant. Trump also now starting to openly attack Nikki Haley, including in xenophobic ways, referring to her Indian name, Donald Trump posting to his platform Truth Social. Truth Central. Quote, anyone listening to Nikki Nimrada Haley, Haley's whacked out speech last night would think that she won the Iowa primary. Now, this is absolutely true. We covered this yesterday. DeSantis had 20 points. And he gave a speech like he won. Nikki Haley had 19 or 20. She gave a speech like she won, even though they both lost to Donald Trump. Trump is right. She gave a speech that seemed almost like she had won. Um, Trump continues. She didn't. And she couldn't even beat a very flawed Ron DeSanctimonious who's out of money and out of hope. Nikki came in a distant third. She said she would never run against me. He was a great president and she should have followed her own advice. Now she's stuck with weak policies and a very strong MAGA base. And there's just nothing she can do. So Trump attacking Nikki Haley, Trump lashing out at any reporter who says to him, hey, the polls are looking tighter in New Hampshire. Trump is very worried about New Hampshire and he should be, although he still has an, a mostly unobstructed path to the nomination. It is not completely unobstructed. And if Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire six days from now, she can say, I've won just as many of these race of these primaries as Trump. I am viable. We can go in a different direction and then all bets are off. Will Trump still probably win that state? I think so. There's one poll saying it's tied. The rest of them say that Trump's winning. Now, the newest poll is the one that says it's tied. We will know in six days. And I can assure you, if Nikki even comes close to Donald on Tuesday, Trump's campaign becomes an anti Nikki Haley storm, the likes of which we haven't seen for a little while since 2016, I guess we would say. What do you expect in New Hampshire? Let me know. We're going to take the quickest of quick breaks. We will look at what Ron DeSantis has been up to. We're going to see what Vivek Ramaswamy has been up to. Very interesting, self-humiliating, by the way. Uh, stay with us. It's a very interesting day in the political world. Many of you have heard me talk about the hacking that I've dealt with in the past. Look up the statistics. If it hasn't happened to you, it still could at some point. Our sponsor, Aura, is the all in one solution that I use to keep all of our accounts safe. Aura will scan the dark web for your personal info, email, password, social security number, and will alert you if it's found and will help you take steps to fix it. You'll get alerts about suspicious credit inquiries. Aura will monitor bank accounts and home and auto titles. 
to help protect you against fraud. And Aura also will protect your actual devices from malware and scams with state of the art antivirus and a call screener. And Aura will help you manage what your kids can do on their devices with easy to use parental device controls. You can try Aura for free for two weeks at Aura.com slash Pacman. Your login credentials might already be floating around out there somewhere. It takes just a few seconds to use the Aura free trial to find that out. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you to make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without conflict, making a balanced budget, boosting your credit score, saving more money for retirement all sorts of really useful topics. Most people in the audience know I'm a big financial literacy advocate. I can tell you NerdWallet does a fantastic job here. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. If you could use a little help meeting your weight loss goal for 2024, give our sponsor PhD Weight Loss a call. They've been doing some amazing things for people. They make the weight loss journey simple. They do one on one coaching with their certified team of compassionate, encouraging dietitians. PhD weight loss helps real people get results through lifestyle modification based on protocols from successful clinical trials. You get an initial consultation. You review your history, your lifestyle, your goals, your goals. You create a customized plan of action. It includes food and lifestyle. And then their team of dietitians and counselors are at your disposal every step of the way. If weight loss is something you're working on, check out PhD weight loss. No severe calorie restriction, no medications, pills or supplements, unsustainable exercise routines, none of that stuff. PhD weight loss has an approach that focuses on behavioral change, nutrition education, and they take an overarching holistic approach to your body and habits. You can learn more about PhD weight loss at myphdweightloss.com. Then call for a consultation at 864-644-1900 and mention the David Pakman show to get a week of the program totally free. Again, you can learn more at myphdweightloss.com. Then call 864-644-1900 for a consultation and mention my show to get a week for free. The info is in the podcast notes here at the David Pakman show. We continue to be an audience supported program. I'm talking about you. If you listen to the podcast, if you watch the YouTube clips, folks like you, just like you are our primary source of funding. I invite you to get yourself a membership at joinpacman.com. You can use the code through November save democracy 24 sort of a self-explanatory one. I think I would say. All right. Ron DeSantis last night had the CNN town hall. Nobody asked for. I can't think of a single person sitting around saying, hey, you know what we really need? We need another hour or two to hear from Ron DeSantis and just see how he can grace us with his charismatic explanations of policy and I don't know of anyone who was asking for that, but we got it. You, you, 
you know, uh, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth or something like that. I just don't know who's putting together these gifts. Uh, we had a very interesting moment in yesterday's town hall where an undeca- a so-called undeclared voter, by the way, how on earth is anyone undecided at this point? I do not understand it for the life of me. I'm I don't know. I'm exploring my options. It's not clear. Anyway, a guy who says he's leaning towards Nikki Haley, but is undeclared, uh, asked a question of Ron DeSantis. And the question essentially was, when you sent those migrants to Martha's Vineyard, wasn't that a cheap political stunt and exactly the opposite of what we need? DeSantis's explanation may not shock you, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's an undeclared voter who says he's leaning towards supporting Nikki Haley. Jeff, go ahead. Hi. The nation has serious long term issues to address that will require bipartisan cooperation. How do tactics such as rounding up illegal immigrants and shipping them? to And I, okay, I, I'm so sorry to pause this. I know that a lot of people are going to weigh in about the fact that the entire time that DeSantis is listening, he's licking his lips like a beautiful brisket is about to be served. Um, I'm not going to weigh in on that. I'm noticing it. But I'm not I'm opting not to weigh in on that in this particular segment. OK, but I am noticing partisan cooperation. How do tactics such as rounding up illegal immigrants and shipping them to Martha's Vineyard bring the nation together to discuss comprehension, comprehensive immigration reform? Wasn't that little more than a cheap political stunt pandering to one side? Well, thanks for that, Jeff. Actually, if you think about it, you go back to September of 2022, how was the border being treated? It was not a front burner issue. The, the, the problems were real, but it wasn't getting the type of, of, of scrutiny that it needed. Doing the Martha's Vineyard, and by the way, they said- we're, We did Martha's Vineyard. Wow. They were sanctuary jurisdiction. They said all people are welcome, whether they're legal or not. Um, these border towns in Texas are getting thousands and thousands. Martha's Vineyard couldn't even handle 50. Um, and so I think that was an example of them wanting to impose a certain worldview of open borders on the rest of the country, but not willing to be able to do it. But he's defending it. OK, DeSantis is saying, no, it was great. We exposed hypocrisy. We, we did all these great things and we challenged the worldview. He, he's defending the stunt of busing uh, uh, flying migrants to Martha's Vineyard as something that made perfect sense. Now, the most interesting part of DeSantis's response is coming up. So pay very close attention here. This was something that the media really globbed onto. So it ended up raising the temperature on this. And now you have this being discussed everywhere. So I don't think it was cheap at all. I think it was designed by partially. I just believe that if you're a sanctuary jurisdiction, that's the moment. Okay, you you might not even have noticed it. It was designed by and then he changes his mind. He stops short. It is conceivable that whoever designed the stunt may have either violated various ethics or finance norms or potentially even committed crimes. So DeSantis stopping short of telling us who did design that ridiculous cheap stunt, but he's defending it. And after all this, anybody who defends that stuff is uh, really out in the deep end for sure. Um, Last clip that I want to mention from this town hall, uh, DeSantis laying out the case that the Republican Party selecting Trump, who is going to have an election revolving around criminal trials, may not be the best thing for them. I have to tell you, I agree with this. This is something DeSantis is actually right here. Donald Trump is the nominee. The election will revolve 
around all these legal issues, his trials, perhaps convictions if he goes to trial and, and loses there, uh, and about things like January 6th. Uh, we're going to lose if that's the decision that voters are making based on that. Now, I think DeSantis may be wrong about one thing. I think Trump still could win, despite the fact that his entire campaign will be revolving around four different criminal trials and all of the other problems, maybe not even going to be allowed to do business in New York. He's right about that. I think he can still win because 60 percent of the Republican Party right now, based on the polling, wants him as the nominee. And there are a whole bunch of people out there gleefully waiting, gleefully waiting to vote for him for president again. So DeSantis making his final pitch out of desperation. He's polling five in New Hampshire. One week from today, DeSantis may be out. So he is giving the uh, final effort here. Let's talk about Vivek Ramaswamy, as uh, Donald Trump refers to him. Ramaswamy, he actually called him last night when Vivek kiss the ring and comes out and gives a full throated endorsement of the failed former president Donald Trump. You might remember that after getting seven in Iowa, Vivek promised to win Iowa. He then came in fourth place with seven, immediately ended his campaign and endorsed Trump. Well, special guest last night at Donald Trump's rally in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Out comes Vivek Ramaswamy. Trump still not even with the common decency to pronounce his last name correctly. We all knew that Vivek's campaign was destined. If you believe in fate, his campaign was fated to end with him sucking up to Trump. This speech genuinely sounded like a job interview for vice president. Take a look at this. It happened. We cannot let it continue. We're going down and we cannot let it continue. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his and we got along and he was saying he's a great president. I can't. They got along because Vivek continued to mostly say good things about Trump throughout the entire campaign. Say, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas and uh, he's young and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on. Ramaswamy. Vivek. If you are in the middle of breakfast, lunch or dinner, I do warn you, this is pretty vomitous. I'm just I do, I do want to put that out there ahead of time. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen. And you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here. Patriots across the state. <laughs> Anybody cringing yet? We're in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United By the way, Trump already bored. You're only supposed to speak 30 seconds when Trump brings you up, and it's all supposed to be about how great Trump is. So Trump's already visibly bored. United States of America and a fringe minority 
who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander in chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. So this thing went on seven minutes. I'm not going to play the whole thing for you. It's all like this. It's all basically a VP tryout. And we're going to talk about that a little more deeply in a moment. Here is another moment from this very, very uh, pathetic speech from Vivek Ramaswamy. He says that truth is the way that they are doing all of these different things. And it's kind of weird because I've not heard much truth at all from Trump's campaign. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum from many one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. Really? There are two genders in this country. What a brave statement to make. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. I think I, I think I have to stop it. OK, so and, and I do apologize for subjecting people in the audience to that. This to me seems like an audition, maybe not for VP, but for something. Obviously, many of us wondering what is the point of any of this for Vivek? I asked him, are you running for VP? Is this all essentially to be VP? He said, absolutely not. But his answer about VP has now changed. And I want to talk about that next. Vivek Ramaswamy used to say my campaign is absolutely not designed to position me to be Trump's vice president. We're not running for second place here. There is no plan B sort of stuff. He even said it to me during our interviews, and he has said it many times before. All of a sudden, in the 24, 48 hours since Vivek Ramaswamy announced I'm out of this race after being humiliated in Iowa, despite promising to win Iowa, endorsing Trump yesterday actually endorsing Trump two days ago, but showing up at Trump's rally in Atkinson, New Hampshire, Hampshire yesterday, sucking up to him in a vomitous and nauseating way. He appeared on Fox News last night. And now when he's asked, hey, well, what about VP? He no longer says, no, 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 that's not for me. The question, of course, is Trump said last week he's already selected his VP. Now, he may be lying or it may be true. But Trump's going to change the selection. He also said, well, I think I'm leaning towards a woman. Uh, you know, I know that these days Vivek and, and gender stuff is crazy, but I, I, I don't think Vivek's a woman. So I don't know that Vivek is even in the running, but he is now no longer saying absolutely not for me. Check this out from last night on Fox News. Now, former presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. So, Vivek, do you want to be vice president? Well, look, I want to serve this country in whatever way I can, Jesse, but that's why I've been Whoa. this way since, since the first. That is very far from a no, very far from a no. And he doesn't want to say anything else about it. So he I'll play a few seconds of him now just filibustering place. The thing you were just talking about now, this is what the American Revolution was fought for, to say that we the people create oh, a boy. government that's accountable to us, that we settle our differences, whatever our differences may be. We settled them through free speech and open debate in the public square 
and every citizen gets a voice and vote that counts. And what happens with the modern left is they're basically skeptical of that vision. Okay. We the people cannot be trusted. So he doesn't say very much else about it. I don't know. Uh, let, let me see if Jesse Waters even follows up at all. This thing's almost a runaway train that can't be stopped. You were up just now in New Hampshire. The official endorsement, we're seeing it right there up on the screen. What did the former president tell you when you guys were backstage? Look, we had a great conversation. I actually prefer to talk about policy rather than politics. Jesse, and so we talked about a number of issues backstage, which I've actually championed in this race that Can I do you think would be beneficial to the America First movement. All right. So anyway, Vivek doesn't want to say much else about it, but we've all got to admit this is a very different tune. And so uh, maybe it didn't start as a campaign for VP. Maybe it always was. And Vivek was lying. I genuinely don't know, but it's abundantly clear Vivek would love to be Donald Trump's VP. Maybe it'd be a cabinet position. Who knows? We know that Trump uh, uh, what Trump sees as loyalty is basically getting down and praying at the altar of Trump and saying this guy's the best and we need him as president. That'll actually get you very far with Trump. And we know that Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba, is believed to be up for a relatively prominent position in Trump's administration if he were to win as unqualified and belligerent as she is. So it wouldn't shock me at all uh, to see Vivek get some kind of role. Now, uh, it would be interesting, given the fact that uh, we've had Vivek on the show a couple of times, it would be interesting to see a show guest become VP. But uh, something tells me that Trump is probably leaning in a different direction, has said he's interested in having a, a woman running mate um, and said a little said, said while Vivek was still running that he had already made his selection. He could change his mind. Anything could happen. Trump lies all the time. But it seems very much clear that Vivek would absolutely love it. My prediction, it's somebody other than Vivek. Let me know in the comments or send an email to info at davidpackman.com. Who do you expect to see as Trump's running mate? When you log into your Google or Facebook account, these companies have your IP address, which is valuable to them because when you do all of your other browsing online, almost every site on the web is sending your IP address and browsing activity back to those big tech companies so they know what you do across the Internet. The only solution is to hide your IP address while you're online using a VPN. I use private Internet access, the only VPN that has proven multiple times in court. They do not log your activity. Private Internet access is optimized for streaming and for large downloads. You can access content on streaming platforms like Netflix that's normally only available in other countries. Private Internet access now has 91 country servers to pick from and new dedicated IP locations. It also comes with their built in ad and malware blocker called Mace which blocks virtually all pop ups. Private Internet access is giving my audience 83 percent off, comes out to 203 a month plus four extra months for free. Go to piavpn.com slash David. The link is in the podcast notes. Breaking a deeply ingrained habit is one of the toughest things to do. Our sponsor Fume can make it easier. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, remove the bad from the habit. And that's quite frankly what Fume helps you do. Fume is an innovative, 
award winning device that delivers flavored air. That's it. There's no vapor. There's no nicotine, no electronics. It's just delicious flavored air delivered by the cylindrical fume device that fits in the palm of your hand. It comes in tasty, refillable flavors like raspberry, lemon, orange, vanilla, grapefruit, crisp mint. The fume device goes in your pocket. You can carry it around. It has movable parts and magnets. So if you're fidgeting or want to, it's great for that. And it's just a useful thing to break bad habits. And it provides that perfectly satisfying hand to mouth mechanic that many people love. Don't judge fume until you've tried it. They have helped countless people make positive changes and you could be next. Head over to tryfume.com and use code Pacman to save 10% when you get the journey pack, which comes with the device and several flavors to try. That's tryfum.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman for 10% off the journey pack. The info is in the podcast notes. In an absolute panic over new polling showing Nikki Haley tied with Donald Trump, Donald Trump is now doing daily rallies in New Hampshire. Last night's rally was in Atkinson, New Hampshire, as we looked at earlier in the show. He had Vivek Ramaswamy come up and uh, kiss the ring and say this guy is great and endorse him and the entire thing. Trump also slurred his way through allegations that Biden is in cognitive decline and also on drugs. Interesting allegations for Trump to be making. I was actually going to cover this one live. It was scheduled for 5 p.m. It was then announced that Donald Trump would be about two hours late. And, and at that point, I had to bail. And it doesn't seem like I missed too, too much. But there were some relevant moments here, an incredibly dangerous moment. And I have to remind you once again, believe these people when they tell us what they're going to try to do. Trump calls for CNN and NBC to have their licenses revoked. He doesn't even know if they have licenses, but if they do to take them away because they didn't air his entire victory speech in Iowa. This is the sort of adversarial and downright autocratic dictatorial relationship that Trump wants to have with media outlets. It must be full and complete loyalty or he will try to get you pulled off the air. He's telling us he'll be a dictator, folks. Let's listen to the guy. Because they love their country. But we were talking about a show and how corrupt the press is. And last night, it was amazing. NBC and CNN refused to air my victory speech. Think of it. Because they are crooked, they're dishonest, and frankly, they should have their licenses or whatever they have taken away. They put on... They put on Nikki Haley. She came in third, a distant third, like I mean a distant third. And they put on Ronda Sanctimonious, who came in a boring second. This is yet another attack. And this isn't the first time he talked about pulling Comcast off. I mean, it, it, this this has been a theme of this campaign, much more so than what we saw during his uh, presidency, which was bad enough, by the way. Respect. If we want to talk about the pillars of our democracy, what is the country based on the Constitution, which they claim to love and almost see as a sacred text, freedom of the press, respect for a free press is very high on the list of values that supposedly we are supposed to uh, respect and hold dear in this country. 
And he's saying they should have their licenses revoked because they opted not to carry his victory speech from one primary in the state of Iowa or a caucus during the 2024 Republican primary. We've just got to believe him. And even if your view is, well, he probably won't be able to get their licenses taken away because he'll go to the FCC and the FCC will say, sir, that's not legal. There's no reason to do that. Do you still want someone whose instinct is to try to silence media outlets he doesn't like to be president of the United States? If the answer is yes, then I think you found the guy. Trump made fun of Joe Biden's cognitive state, including claiming that Joe Biden gets shots of stimulants before doing speeches while slurring his way through that explanation and having his fair share of cognitive beauties himself. It's really something else that this is the theme and continuing to insist Biden is on drugs. Take a look at this. Take a listen to this. They're very short, you know, because you run out of uh, octane, you know. (laughs) So if you're only listening there, Trump talks about running out of octane and he does a sort of injection hand gesture into his shoulder. Again, the idea is Biden is juiced for his speeches, which is funny only because that's the rumor about Trump, that Trump is the one who likes stimulants. And we've talked about upper Trump and downer Trump, depending on his demeanor. Anyway, here is the allegation once again. You run out. You ever notice he starts off a MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Oh, you're going to get MAGA. By the end of the speech, he's like, oh. They say, get him off the stage. He needs another. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the cocaine? Whatever happened to whatever the hell it was that they had in the White House a couple of weeks? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Trump, very concerned about Joe Biden's cognitive state and believes Joe Biden is doing drugs to get through speeches, maybe up to and including cocaine. Totally reasonable things to be saying, right? Donald Trump bemoaned that he had to leave the White House when he lost. (laughs) I I know, I know. Despite losing, it would have been great to be able to stay there. But Trump says we had to leave. It's crazy. But we had to follow the law, which is funny because he didn't follow the law. That's why he's the subject of 91 criminal indictments. Take a look at this. Like, oi, and then I get in and it goes. Sorry, four indictments, 91 felonies. We were doing much more than they were doing. But when I left, uh, which was ridiculous that we had to leave, but we had to leave. We have to follow the laws of our land. But what are ridiculous. Is it amazing? They don't investigate the people that cheated in the election. They investigate the people that understand they cheated and go after them, <laughs> but they don't like. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. Trump says it's so crazy that we had to leave. But at the end of the day, you have to follow the law, except he didn't follow the law. He attempted a coup. He incited an insurrection. He uh, orchestrated. He conspired to orchestrate slates of fake electors attempting to send Republican electors to steal electoral votes, even in states where Joe Biden had won and Democratic electors should be going in order to declare their state's electoral votes for Joe Biden. None of that is following the law. Following the law would be I made 63 legal attempts. None of them were found to be worthy or meritorious, either on the facts 
or unstanding. And I've exhausted every legal means. So that means I now follow the law by not doing any of this other stuff, not inciting an insurrection, not strong arming elected officials in Georgia and other states to find votes that I need. Following the law would be I am now going to leave without doing any of those things. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. So the idea that ultimately, well, listen, I just had to follow the law. Even that isn't true. And then lastly, here is how much Trump uh, you know, respects the voters. Right. Trump is warning people that a whole bunch of independent voters will be supporting Nikki Haley in the New Hampshire primary because independents are allowed to participate in primaries in New Hampshire. This is the law. Remember, he supports the law. He bemoans that independent voters will support Nikki Haley and says that's not what the Republican Party is about. It's not. I thought the Republican Party was the big tent party. We welcome everybody. We welcome independents. We welcome Democrats, whoever wants to vote. Apparently not when they plan to vote for somebody else. The only way to stop the Biden lunatics and radical leftists is trying to they're trying to cancel out your votes. They want to cancel out your votes. That's what they're doing with Haley. They love Haley because they're going to load it up with Democrats. They're not going to win anyway. They're not going to win anyway. They're not even close, but they're going to load it up with Democrats and independents and which is all, of course, completely legal and allowed. This is the system New Hampshire has. That's not what the Republican Party is about. We love Democrats that want to vote for us and we love independents, especially that want to vote for us. But it's not what the party is about. But the independents that want to vote for Trump, we love the independents and Democrats that plan to vote for Haley. That's not what the Republican Party is about. Now, this is this is the way the election works. And the theme with Trump is if anything about the way our elections are run is inconvenient, then you attack it as a bad thing. New Hampshire has open primaries. Voters are not required to be affiliated with either or any political party to participate in the primary election. Registered voters who are independents can vote in either primary, but you have to declare a party affiliation at the polling place on the day of the primary. And then you can change back to unaffiliated right after voting. And the idea is it's a more flexible system. It increases participation for voters who don't want to be tied to a specific party. It not every state does this, but at least the overt reasons for New Hampshire doing it all seem like good things, increasing participation, making things more flexible. If you're unaffiliated, but you find that you are more drawn to a Democratic or a Republican candidate. You can show up and vote in either primary. These are all, at least in theory, good things. Trump hates all of it. The only part that's OK is that some independents will be voting for him. Attacking me just in this one speech, OK, bemoaning that he had to leave the White House even though he lost, wrongly claiming he followed the law. He attempted to break it and allegedly did break it 91 different times, uh, insisting that CNN and NBC should have their licenses revoked because they didn't cover his speech in Iowa and here bemoaning the fact that there are people who are going to vote for other candidates, including independents, even though that's the system that New Hampshire has determined is the best system for them. This is just one speech. OK, believe him when he shows us his anti-democratic leanings. Uh, speaking of anti-democratic leanings, our friend Michael Shore interviewed a woman at a Trump rally uh, who said she wants to see Joe Biden killed. A lot of demands for killing. Trump wants drug dealers executed 
And here's a woman who told Michael Shore the woman is wearing. So first of all, she's a Christian. I want to make sure anybody who thinks, oh, that the, sh- killing Joe Biden, that doesn't sound very godlike. That doesn't sound Christlike. Don't worry. She's got a big cross hanging from her neck and she's a Christian. She's wearing a shirt that says hang Biden for treason. And here is Michael Shore doing a good job of giving her just enough rope to hang herself, saying that absolutely Joe Biden should be put to death. You know, I look at those unemployment numbers and they don't scream execution to me. But let's listen to what she had to say. Tell me about the shirt you're wearing. I pretty much speaks for itself. Is that something you would really like to see happen? Absolutely. Even with that crucifix dangling over it, what would Jesus think of that? Absolutely. He's, been a, he's not just a traitor now. He's been a traitor for decades. Everybody knows it. But, but again, you have Jesus hanging over, hang for Biden. Would Jesus be cool with it? What's the penalty for treason? Death. Tell, um, tell me this then. Put him in prison for the rest of his life. Uh, so what is it about Donald Trump forgetting Joe Biden for a moment that you like so much? What did he do for this country? What did he do for the entire world? World peace, lower gas prices, taxes, everything. Everything was phenomenal under Donald Trump. It was all great under Trump, even things that weren't great and things that have very little to do with what the president does. It was all great. So we must kill Joe Biden. What? Everything was everything. Everything. Absolutely everything was. And now it's (laughs) what is bad right now, specifically to you. Everything's bad. Look at all the wars going on everywhere. Gas prices. But do you blame do you blame President Biden for the for the wars that are going on? Absolutely. And the Democrats and Obama. I'm I'm, I'm, Obama calling the shots right now. It ain't Obama, who was president years ago is very much to blame for what's happening now. But only Biden should be killed. That's nice of her, I guess. Biden. Biden's. So it's Obama calling the shots? I believe so. What did he say at the end of his second term or after his second term? He said if he could have a third term and have a bug in someone's ear and run it from his basement, that's that would be good enough for him. And I believe that's what he's doing. There it is. What do you say about this? Right. I mean, we talk about, oh, we need to deprogram these cultists. This woman thinks that Joe Biden should be killed, that he should be killed. And we go, oh, you know, if we could sit down with some of these people, we could maybe talk sense into them. Now, I don't believe everybody's too far gone. I don't. We've had people on the show. I get emails from people who say I was kind of a casual Trumpist. But, David, you helped me get out of that. You helped to deprogram what I was falling into. Sometimes people call in live and I talk to them and just in the conversation, five, seven, nine minutes, we make progress. But they are not like this woman. How do you deprogram someone who believes everything was perfect under Trump and that Biden should be put to death? How did you come up with that? You know, I don't think my my Socratic method of questioning is really going to do much. And I don't think I have to tell you all of the reasons why this is absolutely outrageous. But how can you claim to be for law and order, but say that the president should be killed? How can you claim that there is no, you know, the, the very people saying Trumpists January, we would never riot. We would never break a window. We would never push a police officer. We, we would never do any of those things. 
and Joe Biden should be killed. But it was Antifa and it was at the FBI and it was a setup on January 6th. But execute Joe Biden. We are the most peaceful people in the world. All of the J6 defendants are just hostages. These are not people we can easily deprogram. And so it gets us back to what I think is the only path forward. Only 50 or 60 percent of the country votes by just increasing voter turnout on the side of logic and reason by a few points. We can win elections. And I know it's not innovative or 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 shocking to say that. And it often doesn't happen, but it really is that simple. It in the time it would take to convince this woman to change her mind, if it were even possible, we could recruit what five, 10, 25 people that weren't planning to vote to vote. I think I think it's a much easier task. Uh, I don't see any way to help folks like this. It, I, it's sad. I, I think they're a lost cause. I really do. Uh, if you disagree with me on that, let me know. Let me tell you about something I use every day just because it's a way I can simplify my life. And I'm looking for simple these days. I don't always perfectly plan every meal and calculate every vitamin and mineral and micro. I get close, but the reason I turn to our sponsor, AG1, is that it makes it easy every morning before my cappuccino. I have a scoop of AG1 mixed into water. I get the 75 vitamins and minerals that I want from whole food sourced ingredients. And it's just so easy. You can't find a more comprehensive powder supplement on the market. I get my daily nutrients. I increase my vitamin, mineral and antioxidant intake. AG one is just easier and it's more cost effective than dealing with dozens of vitamin bottles and the whole thing. Just simplify things for yourself with AG one. One scoop a day, get your nutritional bases covered. I recommend AG one to friends. Many of them have picked it up and love it. Try AG one, get a free year supply of vitamin D three and K two plus five free AG one travel packs with your first purchase at drink one.com slash Pacman. That's drink the number one dot com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. I want to touch base with you about these very elusive Biden crimes, which we just can't seem to find any evidence of whatsoever in the um, excitement of the Iowa caucus and next week's New Hampshire primary and constant rallies from Trump, DeSantis and Nikki Haley. You might have not noticed that the big Biden criminal discoveries are going absolutely nowhere. They still don't have any evidence against Joe Biden linking him to any crime. They still don't even know for sure that crimes took place. Never mind that Joe Biden was involved in any way. Now, bless her heart. Maria Bartiromo from Fox News continues to look for the evidence. And I have to tell you, even though she's completely debased herself uh, and humiliated herself and fallen from grace from where she used to be as a really good financial reporter 20 years ago. She is still asking Republicans, what's the best evidence you've got? She's asked Nancy Mace. She's asked James Comer. She's asked all of these figures that are determined to get Joe Biden for the crimes that he supposedly committed. She continues to ask them for the evidence. And every single one of them is unable to provide any evidence. 
here is another really great example of this. And there's going to be some uh, linguistic gymnastics performed here by Republican Congressman Scott Perry. Maria asks Scott Perry, what is the most damning evidence pointing to Joe Biden's corruption? And listen to what Perry says and how he just moves on without actually giving any evidence. It sounds like he's saying something. He's not. Take a listen to this. So what can you get out of that closed door meeting? I want to get your take on evidence so that the audience understands this investigation. What would you say? Because you and your colleagues have said money laundering, bribery, influence peddling. What would you say is the most damning evidence to uh, to prove these things? Well, the most damning evidence, of course, is the is the bank statements and the financial transactions. Uh, you know, th their claims can be one thing, but banks, generally speaking, don't lie. They're trying to comply with the law. They don't want. So under, did, did, we're going to listen to the rest of it, but see what he did there. He says the most damning evidence is bank statements and financial transactions. And then he just moves on. He doesn't present any of the evidence. Sure, there are bank statements. I'm, I'm sure that they apply to Joe Biden's accounts. Yes, there are uh, records of financial transactions. He's not even naming a crime, never mind telling us how the evidence connects Joe Biden to it. But he's able to just rant and continue. And you'll notice the evidence is non-existent. Uh, the investigators in there uh, accusing them of wrongdoing. So they're, they're keeping track of all these financial transactions, including the over 170 suspicious activity reports. We want to talk to Hunter about those things and corroborate those stories and link them to the transactions to see what's true or not. And the only way to do that now on the screen, this is so great on the screen. It says evidence against President Biden, 20 million in payments from foreign sources. They have not demonstrated that at all. They have no evidence of that. It then says Hunter Biden's messages and the infamous D.C. dinner. This is it's so hard to keep track of, but I believe this is when someone Hunter was having dinner with said hello to Joe Biden on the phone, which is not evidence of any crime. And they still haven't been able to point to anything that was involved. No, no quid pro quo, nothing. And then lastly, the, this image on the screen that they put up says whistleblower testimony. The whistleblowers, I don't even know that we can call them whistleblowers, but the whistleblowers have also not provided any evidence of Biden crimes. Look, I, it's like I tell many people, the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee is not really interested in Hunter Biden's malfeasance or his lawlessness. That's up to the Department of Justice. What we're interested in is what he has to say and to corroborate the information that would implicate his father in potentially bribery or money laundering potentially is a critical word there, potentially bribery or, or money laundering and or influence peddling. That's what we're interested in. And he's one of the only people that can actually provide that information. Years of this years of saying, well, we're going to look into the influence peddling. We need to do that. Have you found a single policy that was made, changed or modified in any way by Joe Biden in exchange for money or to help his son Hunter. Now we just we haven't found that yet. We have to be really clear as people on the left about this. You can say Joe Biden is not progressive enough or he's too far left for your taste or what the economy is not as good as what you that's all fair. OK, 
I might disagree with much of it, but it's all fair. But when they talk about this crime stuff, the Republican run Judiciary Committee has not even identified any crimes yet in everything that they have done. I forget about Biden for a second, Joe Biden. That Judiciary Committee has not yet identified any crime. The next question is, if they identified a crime, could they connect Joe Biden to it? But that question isn't even where we are. We're at has the Judiciary Committee identified any crime? And the answer is no. And if you listen carefully to these interviews, you realize it. Right wing commentator Bill O'Reilly had a complete and total childish meltdown saying everything was perfect under Trump. And I'm sick of these progressives and I don't even have progressive friends anymore. This is a wild meltdown. And when you see this, this is what Bill O'Reilly is willing to do on TV. When you see this, it reminds us, oh, when he completely melted down at the airport because his JetBlue flight to some Caribbean island was delayed. When you see that meltdown, when he thinks there are no cameras and you see how he treats people, when you see the behavior I'm about to play for you, it makes a lot more sense. Does here's my question. Does Bill O'Reilly say anything that's true in this 80 second video? I don't know. Let's listen. These other progressive things. We got to stop this now. If I, I'm telling you, I don't have any progressive friends anymore. OK, that may be it, that may be true. It may be true that if he ever had progressive friends, he doesn't have them anymore. They're gone <laughs> because I can't stomach them. Oh, he kicked them out. Oh. Criminals running wild, murdering people because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals. OK, crime is down. Just about every category of crime is down. We see that uh, uh, on average, red cities have higher crime rates than blue cities, red areas, higher crime rates than blue areas. The George Soros funded DA thing is very, very shaky, as we've researched and explained to you before. Um, George Soros's foundation funds a ton of programs. One program funded partially by the Soros Foundation tries to elect progressive DAs. The idea that Soros is funding specific DAs so that they won't enforce the law, there's no evidence of that. So, some very shaky claims so far. That's what you're giving me? You support that? Get out of my house. Right. Out. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. Does he have to? He's fine. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. What? And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. Oh, boy. Every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. Remember, wages are up even more under Biden. We did. Unemployment is even lower under Biden. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it. Okay. And of course, we ended up having a ton of that 
under Trump. It started to improve under Biden and it is now, you know, three point two percent inflation, et cetera. Bill O'Reilly is out of his mind, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know why he's so angry. I don't know if he's angry that he got kicked off of Fox News and he's relegated to um, uh, smaller platforms and uh, nobody's paying attention to him. I don't know what it is, but when you see this guy rant in this way, you very quickly understand how he ended up uh, in that situation at an airport screaming at a JetBlue worker who at the end of the day has no power to get the flight off the ground any faster. Really pathetic guy. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Here is a caller who says, you know, for all these right wingers who don't seem super concerned about a Trump dictatorship, you should go and see what it's like in actual dictatorships. Hey, David, listen, um, I think it's time to start showing people what it's like to live in the uh, countries with the uh, dictators. I read right. the other day one little piece of trivia um, in North Korea. They have 10 pre-approved haircuts for the right. men. Can you imagine a whole country of Donald Trump's hair running around? Right. Oh, my God. Um, we kind of do a little bit of study and get that out there to the people. I think if they see it, that might help. Thanks very much. Just, just a thought. Listen, the caller is absolutely correct. There, it is true that in some dictatorships you have to clear your hairstyle with the dear leader. That is true, and I don't know if that's a priority for Trump, but Trump, the dictator, might make all of us, or maybe just the men, get that very strange haircut that he has, and that's terrible. And it, that is funny, but. In all seriousness, these MAGA people who flippantly say, you know, given the option between a Democratic Biden or a dictator Trump, I want the dictator Trump. Um, a lot of people are fine with dictators as long as the dictator is doing the dictatorial things that you like. But that's part of the problem, which is once they're there, they can do whatever the hell they want. And I am appalled, appalled at the number of right wingers who are just sort of casually saying, eh, he wouldn't really be that much of a dictator. And I'd rather Trump as a dictator than Biden anyway, because Biden's so bad. And I don't think we have to believe Trump that he'll try to do all the things he's telling us he's going to try to do a very, very dangerous situation. You know, all these right wingers like to call in and go, David, do you know how it got the way it got in Venezuela? Do you understand how Cuba became what it is? Do you know how North Korea ended up this way? Yes, the answers are different in all of those. But the question I would turn around to them is, do you think that looking the other way when a guy tells you all the dictatorial things he's going to do is the way to protect ourselves from dictatorship? Really scary stuff. We have a great bonus show for you today. We will talk about a possible further expansion of the child tax credit. The Supreme Court will decide are U.S. uh, cities allowed to enforce anti homeless laws? And what is happening with electric vehicles in the cold weather? What a situation. I'll tell you my experience with the uh, cold weather and my EV. And we'll talk about what's going on in Chicago and in other areas. All of those stories and more on the bonus show, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. Join us on the bonus show for everybody that signs up at joinpacman.com. Alex Jones sheds one tear. And you can use the coupon code Save Democracy 24 to get instant access. Folks, I'll see you on the bonus show or otherwise we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>